From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of February 2nd, 2012. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Tony will tell us about his experience running the Tinkerbell Half Marathon, and Nancy will talk about all the romantic spots to celebrate Valentine's Day at the Disneyland Resort. All that, plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. How was your weekend? We had a busy weekend. We did have a busy weekend. Yeah. It was great to see almost, you all. Yeah, it's almost a little busier than I Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Busy. I slept blah, 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 11 and a half hours last night. Oh, my. Not bad. Yeah, I, I didn't. And really, I should have. I'm, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. It makes up for the half a Kungaloosh and the three hours of sleep from the night before. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I have no sympathy for you whatsoever. <laughs> Cow- that cowbell ringing was strenuous. Hey, yeah. I was the queen yeah, of the well, cowbell. Didn't your hand get sore after a while, Tom? I'm not going to touch that. Yeah, thank you. I know, because, you know, I just know, I remember when I passed you guys running, then you guys stayed there. There was no more physical actions going on. I continued to run many, many miles. So Nancy's having a, a, a tough night of sleep is has fallen on deaf ears. I'm just <laughs> Does anybody have a housekeeping items? I do, and I have one. Okay, that's go ahead. So, it's so old that it's I think actually pre podcast housekeeping. Oh my! Uh oh! But it's one of my you know I'm pre podcast. I think time ago. because I think that's when the blog was done. There you go, Nancy. A blog plug. Um, com. Okay. I did a blog a long time ago when I was doing the culinary quests about the cupcake store. Oh, yes. And they had told me that they were going to have another kiosk, and then I go and I'm ready to post this thing, and the kiosk is no longer there. And then a few months later, it comes back, and okay, I'm ready to post it, and then it's gone again. Well... According to the Orange County Register, because I actually didn't see it. I saw it. I saw, I saw it. it. It exists. You're right. Thank you. Okay. Yes. They finally got their. They finally is it, and they finally got their permanent kiosk. Then correct. Yes. yes. It's a cute little octagon, hexagon kind of thing with a little roof. And... Mm, so I didn't see hexagon, but okay. But they finally got their. I can't believe they lasted that long. I thought, oh, they're never going to make it. I feel so sorry for this owner. And literally two years later. They got their permanent kiosk. So that's my housekeeping, kind of. Because I've mentioned the cupcake store, haven't yeah. I? Yes, yeah. Okay, so there you go. There's my housekeeping. Anybody see the the Lunar New Year celebration this weekend? I did. I actually yes. got to see some of the dancing. Oh, okay. I just saw the red signs as I ran by them. I'm not going to keep referring to myself running, <laughs> but that is literally the only time I ever saw it. Uh, but well, also, I, as I'm running, hey, there's that lunar sign. I no. saw the meet and greets. Is all, all I saw. They had Chip and Dale out there, and they had Mushu and Mulan. First time yeah. I've ever seen Mushu as a character. Oh, no, no, no. They've had him. Um... He used to be out. No way. In, Nancy in... knows you have seen him another, another time. He used to be out in front of, like, the... Oh. 
the tortilla factory in that area, in the Pacific mm-hmm. Wharf area, every once in a while. And I have pictures of the girls with him. And Mulan. Um, what else is it talk about? Oh, chat night. Just want to mention that again. Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific time. Stop in, chat with Disneyland friends. Or yeah, maybe make new friends. Make new friends. Lots yes. of Dizzers yeah. come in. And remember, that's the chat link at the top of the boards. There you go. Um, Wayne, do you got anything? I do. I go have a correct. I have a correction to my story on travel tips to Disney World. Podcast listener Jim pointed out that even with a room-only purchase, you are still able to utilize Disney's Magical Express. This is completely correct. You get Disney's Magical Express with both a Disney vacation package and with just a room only. So it makes that option even better. Because now you don't have to provide your own transportation to and from the airport in either case. That's a great catch, Jim. Thanks very much. I am very pleased that our listeners are paying attention and providing great feedback. Anything they can do to keep you on the resort and out of the other parks. Darn right. <laughs> and uh, one one other quick one here. Just wanted to touch on this briefly. The Disneyland Hotel folks pulled a number on us. <laughs> they made it look like all the hotel construction was done, and we reported it as done when, in fact, it wasn't quite done. Right. Apparently, there was a project timeline deadline that was to finish all construction by the Thanksgiving holiday. And they didn't make that date, but hotel management decided they were going to clean up, pull all the construction walls, make everything pretty for the entire month of December, and then afterwards come back and do the final touch-up. So... There's been little work here and there throughout uh, the the month of January, and now Disney is actually reporting the official completion of the project. Yeah, uh, and, and there's still there's still bits and pieces being done. There is. Yeah. Um, the it, it's all very little, and you really now at this point have to look for it. Yeah. But I think uh, I told we'll, you there, there was some shand- there's some chandeliers still coming in the in the at the front desk area. I'll try to give a uh, full wrap-up of the hotel construction and where we wound up in one of our future shows. Sounds great. Nancy, you have any other housekeepings? No, I think I'm good. You think you're good? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go over to Tony with the news. Okay. New figures released Wednesday showed that about 42.9 million visitors visited Orange County in 2011, up from about 42.7 million the year before according to the Anaheim Orange County Visitor and Convention Bureau. Most of the increase resulted from an increase in hotel stays, while day trips to Orange County stayed flat. Tourists spent about $7.75 billion, almost 5% more than in 2010. The biggest jump was in purchases at lodging and accommodations, which experienced a 10% hike last year. A spokesman for the Orange County Visitor and Convention Bureau said most of the new money came from business travelers, which had slowed down trips a few years ago when the economy suffered. Already this year, the biggest show at the Anaheim Convention Center, the annual NAM show, drew record attendance. Overall, about 58% of visitors to Orange County hailed from Southern California. However, Brad 
Logston of Hilton Anaheim said the hotel saw a boost in leisure travelers, especially during the long spring break period last year and summer months. Of that, 42.9 million visitors to Orange County, 16.3 million people visited Anaheim, where they spent $4.45 billion. All at Disneyland. No, but yeah. <laughs> based, based on their raised prices. I thought it was interesting that it said 58% of the visitors came from Southern California. Again, reinforcing the point that we always talk about Disneyland really being a having a lot of locals. So, there. Okay. The Anaheim Convention Center will soon break ground on a new expansion. A year from now, they plan on having a grand plaza, a 100,000-square-foot outdoor area for parties, concerts, festivals, and oh, casual wow. gatherings. Yes. Nice. The plaza will... Yes. So they're going to. The plaza will hold 10,000 people. Crews plan to break ground May 1st on the plaza and finish it by the end of the year, said Tom Morton, executive director of the Anaheim Convention Center. The Grand Plaza will sit along Convention Way in front of the Hilton and the Marriott on the center's southeast side. The city is able to pay for the plaza and possibly a center expansion because of a new tourism improvement district fee. Editorial, tax, okay. Uh-huh. Approved in 2010, hotels must now pay an extra 2% fee in Anaheim and 2.5% fee in resort area Garden Grove on hotel stays generally paid for by tourists. The fee is on top of another Anaheim hotel bed tax, which is 15% and the highest in Orange County. About $9 million from the new fees was collected in Anaheim and Garden Grove in 2011, said Charles Ehlers, executive director of the Anaheim Orange County Visitor and Convention Bureau. The new fee frees up money from the hotel bed taxes to pay for convention center expansion projects, he said. Shortly after the plaza breaks ground, the city plans to launch a new proposal to construct 200,000 square feet of space along Catella Avenue across from Disney California Adventure. The new building would go where a parking structure now sits. There would be a link between the Duke buildings and perhaps a bridge. Convention business is beginning to bounce back after a dip that started in 2009. Still, in 2010, about 1.2 million visitors came to meetings and conventions in Orange County, mostly in Anaheim, contributing about $850 million to the local economy. So again where the resort is getting larger, if you include that. Uh-huh. They're really trying to make it a whole place that you can come, stay, and spend money. Yay. And last but definitely not least, Kelly Nickerson from Albuquerque, New Mexico, crossed the finish line in one hour, 27 minutes, and 52 seconds. Wow. To win the she kicked her butt. Nice. Are you going to compare these, your standing still with cowbells to me? Yeah, okay, yes, she kicked my butt. But I, the, the she point kicked of all the guys' off, butts. Yes, it wasn't yep. to kick my butt. Anyways, Kelly Nickerson crossed the finish line to win the inaugural 2012 Tinkerbell Half Marathon at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California on January 29, 2012. The 13.1-mile trek led runners through Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Parks as well as by several City of Anaheim landmarks. Hmm. The weekend of events were all designed to celebrate and promote women's empowerment, health, and an active lifestyle, and included the Neverland 5K, kids' races, and a health and fitness expo. According to estimates, the half marathon brought in about 17,000 people and an estimated $14 million to the local economy. And that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Let's start with rapid fire. Let's start with eeny, meeny, miny, Wayne. Alrighty then. 
The Magic Memories and You Show is getting yet another edition for the upcoming Valentine's holiday. Oh, it looks cute. Stop whining. All right. Beginning February 1st, both It's a Small World at Disneyland and the Cinderella's Castle at the Magic Kingdom Park in Disney World. You mean that big, ugly castle thing they have there in the... That 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 yep, overly that large yes, castle. Ostentatious. <laughs> there we go. Non-intimate. Both locations will include a special segment just for the Valentine's holiday. Red roses and stained glass windows featuring the Disney prince and princesses will be displayed as part of the regular show. There will be several animated sequences, including one from Tangled, Mm -hmm. which is sure to be very special. The segment, the new segments, will run through mid-April. There's also a report that It's a Small World will get yet an additional scene this summer, which features Goofy and his interactions with a sandcastle. Sounds like fun, and it appears that, just like the Soundsational Parade, we will be seeing Magic, the Memories, and you through this next summer season. All right. Uh, Tony. For travelers that are coming to Disneyland and would like to take the hour-and-a-half trip south to San Diego, in February, it is San Diego Museum Month. And from February 1st to the 29th, you can get a pass at any... Local, when I say local, San Diego area, Temecula and Imperial Imperial Valley area, Macy's. And then with that pass, you can get half price admission at any of the museums in almost all of San Diego County. And San Diego, I did grow up there. I hardly ever went to the museums. But I know they have great museums, especially in Balboa Park and Air and Space Museum, Science Center, and including the art museums, museums in La Jolla, basically anything that's a museum in San Diego County, you will get for 50% off if you go to Macy's in the local San Diego area and get a pass, and then you can go and get 50% off on any of the museums in San Diego. What is that rem- big museum in the middle of Balboa Park? Oh, man, you're going to now all like <laughs> San Diegans are like, how do you um, – well, there's a bunch there's, – the, most of the museums are in Balboa Park, the big ones. There's I don't know which one exactly you're talking about. But the Botanic Garden is in Balboa Park. The um, Ruben H. Fleet Science Center is there. The Air that's, and Space that's Museum is there. Of. That's okay. what I'm and, thinking of. Yeah. And the the Muse. The, um, Good save, Tony. Well, I know I was looking at the stuff, but um, I know I like I went to school like ten minutes away. I don't even remember. So I, you know what? Maybe I need to go down there and check out all these museums again. But no. So if you want to go, and just for people that are going to Disneyland. It's only an hour and a half down, and it's a great town to visit. And you should come out here, not just for Disneyland, but for everything else that's in wonderful Southern California. Nice. I have no affiliation with the Southern Santa California no Financial Bureau, uh, yeah. yes, Bureau. I just like San Diego, and I think people need to go visit. All right. Um, I'll go next. Knott's Berry Farm is pulling a Disneyland, and they are now offering a payment plan on their season passes. But, unlike Disneyland, they are limiting the number of payments. 
The regular and gold passes are split into three payments, and the Cedar Fair premium, uh, Platinum Pass is split into four payments, four monthly payments. And they tack on a $4 per ticket service charge. So whereas the Disneyland Pass you can is spread out over 12 months and there's no interest and no service charges, Knott's Berry Farm is charging you and you have to pay it off sooner. Interesting. So, but it's still, I mean, if somebody wants to take advantage of that, go ahead and go to their website and looks looks like a good deal. But I mean, like I said, it's a four dollar service charge. So, does the um, Cedar Fair Platinum give? What is it? Did it say what what it gives you extra? Because it's think, platinum. Yeah, I think that's the one where you can get into all the all the Cedar Fair parks. I'm curious to see how much that would cost. Uh, One hundred sixty. Did it say? That's it? I mean, because there's Cedar Fair Parks all over the United States. Right. I mean, there's a couple here in California, actually. Um, Yep. So that would include... The Cedar Fair Fair Platinum Pass gets you admission to Knott's Berry Farm, Soak City, Orange County, uh, and Palm Springs and San Diego. There's Soak Cities all over. Plus, and all Cedar Fair Parks, plus free parking, excluding um, haunted... Uh, special ticket events, and it is one hundred and sixty-five dollars. No, I okay. So I can go to Cedar Point, the famous, world famous Cedar Point, mm-hmm. included in that. Yeah, that's an amazing price. That's a great deal. And these are they're they are not um, they are not one year passes. They are two thousand twelve passes. You know what I mean? Okay. They're good yeah, through like they're good through the December thirty first of 20, 2012. So yeah. you, it's $165 basically for 11 months at this point. But I guess now that I think of how great of a deal it is, you'd have to already be planning to go to Ohio or right. from Ohio to Southern California to really – but it's still just the price is pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and all of those in, in Southern California and then I, they also run uh, Gilroy Gardens up in Northern California. Right up in May. There you are. All right. Uh, Nancy, we're left with you. My rapid fire this week is, of course, another shopping one. There are a few new things for the month of February. First off, um, the Park Treasures Artisan Watches. Um, the, The one available for this month features how many Mickey heads? Let me see. It features eight Mickey heads uh, from all of Mickey's famous eras in a nice little circle, and it's called Holiday Kiss by artist Dave Scott Smith. No relation to Mr. Archivist and Disney legend Dave Smith. And that's the first one. And also starting in the middle of the month of February is the Sheer Romance product launch. And this is kind of, I like it, but I don't like it. And you'll find all this at uh, Vault Disney in the Disneyland Resort. Um, the one launch, the fir- very first launch, is February 12th from 2 to 5. And then the official full-time launch at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort Trendy um, is on February 18th. And the cool thing I like about this line is all of the princesses are drawn in a 1950s retro look. 
So it's going with that whole um, fashion of the opening of Disneyland. Some of it has little slogans on it that I think kind of ruins the whole look and feel. But, you know, I think a lot of people are going to like it. So that's shopping, shopping, shopping. Woo, shopping. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Because you guys pretty much stole my other ones. Oh, I you, you did, I know I didn't steal your museum in San Diego one. <laughs> There's no way you had that. One. She says that now. Yeah. Are you sure? No, I don't know for sure. My my only other choice actually goes along with my story, so I'm going to save it for my story today. There you go. Good. I'm proud of you because I thought that was going to be your way to get in your second rapid fire. No. I thought you were going to try to sneak it in by you know I really wanted to do this one but. So good. Nice job. Me, would I sneak in a second rapid fire? No, you Have just barrel through and not even tell anybody. You would just <laughs> do it. You wouldn't even sneak. You were the person who came up with the cowbells. That kind of relates. Speaking, right of, speaking of cowbells, Tony, let's talk about the inaugural Tinkerbell Half Marathon. Okay, I will do my best to... There's some really cool stuff that I don't know if I really saw, so you guys have to help me out a little bit because I was so focused on getting a good time. But then we'll talk about that with the race. And I know um, I kind of learned that there's there's a whole – there's kind of two ways to run a race. And um, you can go for your time or you can go for the fun. I have a hard time doing the fun thing, so I was going for time. But um, before I start, I want to again thank for, thank, say thank you to everybody who donated to Give Kids the World for me to wear the uh, – the outfit, which was not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be, considering what everyone else was wearing. Um, <laughs> We're going to have to try harder next time. No, I know. No, no. I think I need now a few more layers in the tutu. Now, now before we go there, I've been I've been thinking a lot since, well, because I haven't been moving since the race, but um, I'm I'm not sure I'm not ready to come right out and say I'm going to do this. Come right out, bad choice of words. Um, Consider I was wearing a tutu, but um, I am definitely going to run this race again because, first of all, there's only 920 guys signed up, so that doesn't bother me. I'm not, I'm, I don't mind running in that group, um, but also um, the weather's a lot better than the half marathon. But um, I'd like to actually do this as maybe a yearly thing. I don't know if we can always raise two thousand dollars. Now, of course, I'm not going to wear the tutu just because I like it. But I'd like to maybe maybe this can be kind of kind of our thing, and we have a Diz meet out of it, and and I just I I really like the fact that we raised money for this, and so um I would I'd like to do this on a yearly basis. I'd like to run, no upping the costumes. I'm saying that now. Ah, well next year you could be Peter Pan. That's manly. Oh, I saw some of the Peter. I heard from some of the other Diz ladies. How the Peter Pan, how the Peter Pan tights accentuated certain areas that were very dis- distracting and made the ladies uncomfortable. Let's leave it at that. So oh, I didn't see any of that as it ran by. Any of those as it ran by? Uh, as it ran by, yeah. Um, well, as all of them ran the by. Other runners, as, as some of the, the other runners did, but yeah. I would like to can like maybe always raise money for Give Kids the World, and then I'm also playing with the idea. I'm not sure. And I don't know how this works. I've never done this. I know that a lot of people run for charities, and I'm starting to get the itch of 
because I, I met some Diz, um, some Dizzers, and if you could help me the names, I don't remember all their names, but are my friend, my new friend from Texas, who said she's going to run every Disney Dagny. marathon. Dagny. Dagny. Thank you for my Dagny. And I thought, well, okay, if you're doing that, not that I can afford to go back and forth like that. I, I'm, I see what I can do, but um, is maybe whenever I do a half marathon, because I'd like to do more than just the the two. Is I just throw it out there and say, hey, give me a few bucks for Give Kids the World. I just, I, I really loved the fact that we gave money to Give Kids the World and it made me feel better that I wasn't just running for my time, but I was running to get, to raise money. So I'm thinking, trying to figure out how I could put that together. Not that we want to get on fundraiser overload, but just not for necessarily even Diz people, just my friends and my family. Hey, I'm going for a race. If you could give a few bucks in honor of Give Kids the World. So it's 50 bucks here or whatever. Just, I just really like, their organization and what they stand for and it also has that disney feel to it so i've been thinking a lot about that and those were the things i kind of wanted to say that i want to do this again next year um and um i'd like to i don't know what my goal for the how many races i want to do this year are and i'm not just saying the listeners need to give money or you need to give money but i think i'm going to like post on facebook or on the Diz. you know i'm running a race in two months and I'd like to raise some money for Give Kids the World. Not, and I won't do anything crazy. I'm just, hey, let's, you know, we we raise twenty bucks. Just, I know a lot of people do that, and so I kind of like to do it. I, I'm very proud of what we did. So, and now I want to brag a little bit, and then I'll go into the marathon. I just checked out my number, and out of 822 men, I was, I was, very interesting. Maybe when you wish upon a star. Okay, my time was two eleven. Uh-huh. I was number two eleven out of eight hundred and twenty-two. Nice. Oh, how weird! Yeah, isn't that cool? So I ran way faster than I expected to run, and I'm feeling it today. But um, yeah, I'm really happy that we raised the money, and that's the thing I'm most proud of. So, okay. I'll tell you what, I have a new respect for you. I as I was driving into work this morning, I looked to see just how far 13 miles is. And as I'm racing along at 65 miles an hour, thinking what would it be like to run this, I don't see how you do it. I I am totally impressed. I don't see how anybody does any of this. So congrats all the way around. I think it's amazing. Well, uh, thank you. And you know what's funny? And I I tell this to everybody, and I'm telling this to you, anybody can do it. I never thought I would get the time I got at this point. But I started because I started walking because my dad actually inspired me. He was in his mid-60s or early 60s and started walking. And there was that kind of father-son, oh, really? You can, if you can do it, then of course I can do it. And he actually had a little surgery at some point and he was fine. They weren't sure at the time. And he was so, he re, he ended up walking marathons and then he started jogging marathons and he's in a full marathon, which is crazy. I couldn't, I don't think I'll ever do that. But, um, he, the, the doctor said he recovered so quickly because he was so cardiovascularly fit. So there was the, the, the challenge of my father being at that age, being able to do it. And so that kind of inspired me to do it. And, um, I started walking and then, oh, okay, I'm bored walking. I'm going to jog a little bit. And when you first start, and that's for anybody who's listening who thinks they, well, I can't do this or I can't do that because there's a lot of stuff I can't do. But with the running thing, I started off with, Oh, walking a mile. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. And then next thing you know, you're walking two miles and then, okay, you know, I'll jog a few feet and then stop. And it's um, 13.1 miles is a lot, but you realize how anybody can do it. 
Anybody can do it. It's just a matter of of doing it. So, okay, so let's talk about the race and all that stuff. Now, um, I don't even remember how much we paid. Was it $130? I think it was $130. Disney races are expensive. A lot of marathons aren't that expensive. They give you a shirt, and I talked with a lot of the runners after when we had our Diz meet, and um, they kind of agreed with me. So I not to go on the negatives. We raised the money. We're, we did. We did a good thing. Now it's time to be real about it. Um, it's a Disney races are expensive, and for spending that much money, you'd think they'd give you a little bit more in their goodie bag. And they didn't give much in the goodie bag other than the shirt, which is a nice shirt. But I've been told that other races give just as good of shirts. So for those of you who don't know, when you sign up for a marathon, you want to get a good goodie bag and some and cool gear and stuff. And it was basically just a shirt. So it's but other marathons don't let you run through Disneyland. Okay, now I've got to tell you because you guys got to see. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not anti these these races. I'm not, and I now here I'm like, wow, you did this great thing, and and you love running, and okay, yeah, but you're not running through Disneyland the entire time. There's not enough mileage. So I know I'm still, of course, they could charge two hundred bucks. Hopefully, none of them are listening. I'll pay it to run through Disneyland. I do agree. But you're not running – I've never done a Disney World half marathon, but I want to. I want to do the Coast Coast, where you're at least all in that whole Disney universe. Even when you're out on the street, you still get the purple signs and everything. In Disneyland, you kind of have to go through the city of Anaheim to get the 13.1 miles. But, yes, you're right. I know here you're thinking, well, you got to go backstage and all that stuff, which is cool. So let me talk about that stuff. You do get to um, run through backstage parts of Disney, Disneyland, which is pretty awesome. I'm kind of disappointed that I was so worried about my time that I didn't stop and take some really cool pictures of there's one thing I saw that I really I was thinking about it as I'm running um that I got to see it was like five different vehicles there were the pirates there were the ships from I think Pirates of the Caribbean I think there were I swear I saw a ship and I was in the back of Disneyland so it confused me um one of the uh I didn't even remember where this it looked like something from California Adventure and I don't know what it, it looked like. It, you know what it actually looked like to me, but I don't know what it was because I didn't remember. I'm running by in like with like 10 seconds. So I wasn't really. It looked like from uh, that dinosaur ride, not dinosaur ride, the spinning ride at Animal Kingdom. Oh, Tiny of a Whirl? It, I, I swear. As I ran, hey, that looks like. And then it was already gone. I'm not going that fast, but um, it looked like. So they had. It was cool that you could see some of that stuff. You got. I tried to take a picture, but I wasn't successful of the train parked. That was pretty awesome, getting to see the train parked. Um, there are cast members out there waving and stuff, and you could get pictures taken, which I didn't do. But I think maybe next time I run, I'll forget about the time and take all the cool pictures. So they had um, characters out, so you could stop, take pictures. And a lot of people did that. They didn't care about their time. They stopped. They took pictures. And um, I'm not judging. They stopped and took pictures of all the cool stuff, all the characters. And you know what? It would almost be worth the money just and just walk it, get swept up. Who cares? Just to be able to get pictures with all these characters without having to wait in the long lines. Because you're going to get a lot of character interaction. Really, I mean, I'm, if you can, you know, plunk down the 150 and just walk through, you can get a lot of good pictures. Um, and I know um, one of the Dizzers that ran was saying what her time was. She said, I probably lost about a half hour because I stopped at every character and took pictures. And at some of them, they're actually lines. So wow. it's kind of like, yep. yeah, so it's it's kind of like a two, there's like two ways to run it. 
You can run it to run, or you can run it to, I'll kind of run, but I'm stopping and having fun. I didn't do the stopping and having fun, and I kind of regretted it a little bit, but I'm happy with my time, so it's okay. Um, the competitive side of me. But um, all the pirates were out when we were at the Disneyland portion. And, of course, I didn't take pictures of the pirates, but a lot of the did ladies they have the carousel did. running yeah. with the princesses on it? No, they had the carousel running with the Lost Boys on Interesting. It. Yes. Um, I've never seen Lost Boys in the park. Either had I. And to be honest, someone told me that. That's how I knew. I was like, oh, who are... As I'm running, remember not stopping to think and going, yeah. okay, where's my next thing? Um, one thing, if you're a runner, not to get this all into, like, you know, Jeff Galloway running, but... It takes a good – you're in Disneyland and California Adventure in the first part of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the, you're at California Adventure the very last part of the race. But those first few miles, you're, you're really having to zigzag a lot because it's Disneyland and it's not like Disney World, Magic Kingdom, or Epcot where there's all this wide space. So you really have to – if you're really trying to go fast, you have to – depending what group you're in, there's a lot of tight spaces. So when you're all going – like near the castle, think of you've got 12,000 people trying, I mean, not all at once, but all these people running trying to get through the cat, get around the castle. So, actually, through the castle, my bad. Um, so, you have to think about you, it, it's not dangerous, like you're going to die or anything. Try, you have not, to really, try not to poke them with your wings. Yes, that was an issue. I said sorry every time I tried to like slide through some, slide around someone and, and go through, especially because this race, unlike other races, if you're doing one at the beach or whatever, where everybody's just running, this one, you'll people be running, then i got to stop and take a picture of that. When some of the stuff they had out was, please interrupt me at any time because I'm just going off. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, I, I love how Nancy said, okay. <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. You guys were still quiet. but um, Well, I can, I because I've done the 5K, I can kind of understand, you know, I understand yes, I what you're seeing. What's, because um, somewhere. Well, what was interesting was they, um, I don't know if this is interesting was the right adjective or a little disappointing. So they had, okay, what are all the holiday stuff that we still have sit in the back? Let's line it up and turn it on. So when you were backstage, we ran by one of the the Christmas parade, basically. That was all on. Okay. With the Christmas tree lights on and the gifts and stuff, which, okay, I guess. And the Halloween, the stuff from the Halloween, um, Mickey's Not So Scary. So all the like, floats? Yes. They had yeah. all the floats out and I'm like, okay, that's kinda cool, but it's also January. I guess I shouldn't be complaining, I'm backstage, but I wasn't the only one. There were other people who said, Yeah, what'd you think of the big jack o' lantern Mickey's out there? It was like, Okay, what do we have out there? Let's okay, like a garage sale. Oh, let's turn that on and so they've got some magic. But um Well, they probably had the sensational parade floats set up in the barn in such a way that they couldn't pull those out and then put them back before parade time easily. No, that's true. I mean, I think one of the things, the thing that I, other than the fact that you see all these characters that you could stop and get pictures taken with, Mm -hmm. the the thing that I thought was like the coolest thing was seeing the train right there. Yeah, we had that on the 5K when I the last 5K I ran, and you could get pictures in front of the engine with the conductors and stuff. And so, and then at the and then the you end. Did we end? No, we didn't end in California Adventure. We ended. I'm sorry. I'm everything's a blur. I'm sorry. (laughs) And I knew that I was gonna have to talk about it. And I went, oh, this is gonna be bad because I don't remember. I just remember, oh, mile eight. All right, let's go. Um, Did you see yourself on the jumbotron? 
No, that's when you go. Oh, there's no a. There was no Angel Stadium in this one. I think that's only for the half <sighs> marathon. Yeah, it was Angel really. Oh, oh yeah. I was thinking like, didn't you guys know? Oh no, no. Yeah, because I forgot. Nancy was so tired from standing waiting for me to come through. Sorry. Hey, cowbell <laughs> man. I know they're heavy. How many people ran by us, Tom, yelling more mm-hmm. cowbell, yeah. more cowbell, and then after about twenty of those, you picked one up. Oh yeah. Well, no. After after Tony passed, and I and I took a picture of him. Then, oh, okay. Then, yeah. Yeah. Now the route for this one was different. Was it? Is it better than the the previous routes that the half marathons have taken? You said okay. before it was like I can, more. I can only speak based on the 2007 half marathon mm-hmm. when it was 110 degrees, and I promised I'll never run it again. But but now you're I'm not thinking, bitter. Yeah. No, but now I'm considering. Well, maybe I should. Um, it's. Okay, that one you got to run through Angel Stadium, see yourself on the the big screen, and run right near home plate and everything. But I think this was a better course in terms of just seeing some different things and it not being – one thing I felt when I was doing the 2007 half marathon was that I was – and that's what frustrated me about it was I spent this money to run in Disneyland, and I felt like I was on these long stretches of industrial Anaheim for long periods of time. This one – Somehow, I didn't feel that. I know that part of it, they ran through a neighborhood, kind of as I, it's the same way I actually drive to uh, to get into Disneyland. So I thought, next year, I can just start up mile six, park my car <laughs> as junior and run in. But um, I like this course better in terms of seeing different things and not feeling like I was so far, these long stretches of, of running. Um, there's, they also kind of highlighted the new downtown Anaheim. They're trying to, kind of rebuild and revitalize. They have some new, they have the Museo down there, which is this, I guess, hip urban, I guess. It's not doing a good job if I have, I guess I haven't gone, but um, their, their new downtown area where um, they have some lofts and some businesses, the Ducks, the Anaheim Ducks practice down there, and they have Museo. So that was kind of neat because I'd never actually seen that. So they, they, they made us run, made, made us run through that. So that was kind of a different route. And then uh, the other stuff was the same. Also, when you do the 2000, when I did the 2007 one, there's, you're, to get to Angel Stadium, you really have to go through long stretches of industry. And there seemed to be less of that. Also, for these races, they have, there were about five or six high school cheer, cheerleaders and bands, you know, cheering you on. And I always think when they're doing that, man, you had to get up early to do that. And the red hat ladies. Oh well, that was because I because I think of the they're not I don't think they're always there. I think they had a conference. Really? Yeah, because there were tons of them just posed. Yeah, they're like posing for pictures. Okay, there's a poem about when I get older, I will wear purple and and such, and that inspired a trend in the senior community of showing their independence and. and just fabulousness by it's a group wearing of ladies that wear purple and wear red hats. Yeah, by wearing these really extravagant red hats, and it's it's like a whole a whole thing. Google it. Fun. Yeah, okay. and they all go out for tea wearing the red hats and purple. And anyway, re- sorry, Tony. Go ahead. Okay, I, well, I'm just rambling. I realize I misspoke as I'm looking at the map. And I have a horrible sense of direction, so that would make sense. You're lucky I didn't say that I ran up in Fresno, because I could accidentally <laughs> make that mistake as I'm running. Um, but um, 
you started, you went through Disney, um, you started in downtown Disney near, near Paradise Pier. You, um, ran or around near downtown Disney. You ran through Disneyland and then near the end you went through California Adventure. I was just double checking that I, you did actually go through California Adventure at the end. Um, I think I misspoke and said you did it in the beginning. But, um, one thing well, for they a run. Sent you guys right out, they sent you guys right out, of, out onto the city streets after your initial part of your run, you know, yeah, leaving which, downtown Disney. Yeah, but you weren't out on the city streets too long. Right, I, you, you I, looped around and came back. Now, did you go into Disneyland after you passed us in downtown Disney? Uh, no, that was, I'm looking at mile three. Because we were mile marker four. No, that was after you guys, then we ended up, we went out on the city streets. Again? I'm, I'm okay. looking at the map. But um, one thing as a runner, which I didn't bother me that much, but some people noticed, not like I'm the great runner or whatever, but they you start off on the hill. You start off running up a hill, yeah. which isn't the best. You say, yeah, Nancy, like that. That's a big deal. Well, you don't yeah. want to start running up a hill. Yeah, because you guys were underneath the, the bridge there on West Street. Yeah, okay. It used to be well, West Street. And I can tell you, now, I'm not like this. My dad has mentioned this because he's done rock and roll marathons. And, said, and then at the end, we had to go up this hill, like – just starting up a hill, and uh, Dagny said the same thing. Do you like how we started up a hill? I said, yeah, it's pretty bad. So, and also one of the but issues. Most you're probably walking in that first initial start up the hill, no, right? Yes, but there's, but, but as a, in a marathon, the thing is, there's remember there's the people that want to get going, and the people that don't, and it's hard when you've got a hill, right? It's crowded, and it's also just, could you give me a little break before I start? I got 13 miles of this. And well, was, you know, initially. On, on past ones, that was the first thing I noticed when we pulled onto the Disneyland property is they had everything set to go the opposite direction from what they usually do. You're right. Because explain why that's a hill. It, that's the road that ditches underneath down the downtown Disney Bridge. Yeah. So it comes down on both sides. So and it's always you, been up a hill, but just the opposite way. And then you go out. I can't remember how much longer. And then you all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, like it just shows up. It's a road. But um, you go up that hill, and I don't know which street it is. Is it You make a right on on the ball. No, you're already on ball. No, you're making a right. Yeah, you make a right on the ball, and you go up that little hill like over the five. Huh. So early right. in the first couple of miles, you're going up two hills. But after that, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a flat course. I've ran much worse than that. And it's, I actually thought it was a much it was much easier to handle than the than the other marathon because it was broken up a little bit more. And I was saying before they have all these high schools with cheerleaders and bands and people waving and cheering you on. And they had they have a a mariachi group at one segment at one section. And they had um, of course family and friends out there. And uh, a military band was at one spot. So they really do. I mean. Yeah, you're paying a lot, but you get a lot of encouragement as you're going. And I got to high five some high school cheerleaders, which I never would have gotten to do in high school. So <laughs> I enjoyed that. Well, not too much. Well, we did mention. Okay, I'll stop before we get in trouble. But anyways, I we did that. Um, yeah, I, girls. I didn't say that. I did not say that. And I didn't. I kept running. I anyways. Um, Is there anything that they should change for next year? Well, I think if they should he, get some more stuff. I wouldn't mind some guy souvenirs, but I guess when there's only 900 of us out yeah. of 12,000, I guess I yeah, get Yeah, well, and, I, and we, we talked about that at the, at the, at the, 
merchandise location that there weren't any guy shirts, but 920 guys, what are they going to, how are they going to order, you know? I'm amazed that they even made guy shirts to begin with for the race, Uh because I remember getting that email, I don't know, maybe three or four months ago, and went, oh, there must be a lot of guys. And then 900, if percentage-wise, I'm surprised they did it for only for 900 people. Yeah. But, so I I thank them. I think one thing that um, you're going to hear a lot of other people complain about that weren't necessarily as prepared or maybe they learned their lesson this year is arrive very early. Yeah, I know you don't want to stand around your corral forever, but there were a lot of runners in the A and B and C corrals that could not get into the parking garage. Because the parking structure has to close at 5.30. Well, okay, you know what? I hate to go here, but I knew that they had to close at 5.30. I'm 15 minutes yeah. down the road, and I knew, it was, and I, my goal this year was to get there as close as I could because in years past, I got there so early, they said get there at 4.30, and I'm not standing there for an hour and 15 minutes. This year, we showed up, Tom, what time we showed up, 5? Yeah, five, five. like 5.05 yeah. or something. Now, first, if I'm in A and I'm going to win this thing, I'm getting there at 4.30. So the Corral yeah. A people, too bad. Um, I was in Corral C. But um, what I would suggest, what I suggest, and I almost did it this year, but I didn't, um, was I think it's worth it, if you can afford it, to stay at a hotel that's within walking distance, whether it be a Disney hotel or... Um, that Holiday Inn right there on the corner. So or you Hog can, Johnson's or any of them. Well, see, I but see, I to me, the amount of walking I'd have to do. Well, I guess I'm comparing it to my house. Yeah, I felt bad for some like, of those runners that were walking through downtown Disney at five forty-five after the race had started. Yeah. Oh, they re- see. I didn't see yes. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There were people still arriving. Okay, but they. they okay, you know what? They should have woke up on time. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, what time do you get didn't... up in the morning? No, I'm not a morning person. But if I'm running a marathon that I spent 130 bucks on, I'm getting up early. I'm not a morning person. I hate the mornings, so I, I don't want to turn this into a... But if you're going to run the race, it's like getting up early for the airline for the, the, the airline flight. You can, if, runners traditionally know that their races are early. I think I say that like I'm a runner. I've only done four, but um, no, because some people said it was so early. I, I I have a hard time giving sympathy when it's on the schedule. It says what time it is, and there's twelve thousand runners. If and you, you have to it, lot for traffic. There, all those roads are blocked off. You have to know that ahead of time. Well, and you know, funny you say that because as we drove in and I we went near, on one of the roads that we actually ran on. Um, I don't know if you noticed, Tom. They were putting cones up. Oh, yeah, I had trouble. Well, yeah. when I'm at, man, I almost missed my opportunity. Like, oh, I'm going to make it, but I, w- I don't know if 10 minutes later I would have done it. That's why I would say, if, if especially if you want to sleep in, whatever that be, when you're having to start running at 545, I really would, I'd stay. Yes. I know it's a lot of money, but you could stay at even the, like the Super 8 right across the street and just walk. Yeah. So I would if, if if that's a concern, but if you if you're from a local area, you're gonna have to drive and get there early. And we actually almost missed it, but by then there was no traffic. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed the race compared to the last time I had run at a Disney event. And it's interesting how there's this whole run Disney thing, which now I'm feeling like I'm getting... Because the first time I ran, I wasn't on the podcast. I wasn't in the blog. I just wanted to run a half marathon. And I like Disneyland, so I did it. And now there's this part of me. I have my now up on my fridge all the run Disney events and i'm like oh can i do two of them in disney world <laughs> and i'm really i mean i'm i'm telling everybody now i am going to do one of the coast to coast so right now i'm planning on hopefully doing the wine and dine but now i'm sitting there looking at it go oh, i could just fly out and do the 10 the tower of terror 10 and just come right back and it's just weird it just, just kind of shows how disney they they know their people and they know their fans and putting runners who like running and like doing these races and combining it with Disney. Now I'm sitting here thinking, well, okay, yeah, it'd be $800 to fly out there and I could sleep on the plane, run, and then come back. Like, that's a crazy idea. But I know I'm not the only one that does that, and I'm interested in doing it because it's just a cool, like you said, when it comes down to it, you get to run in Disneyland. And that's yep. pretty cool. If I do, when I do it again next year, because I'm doing it again next year, unless they forbid the men to do it, which I don't think they will, um, maybe we'll get up to a thousand. I think I might do the, who cares about my time? I'm getting pictures with everything. Because I kind of regret that a little bit, as proud of it as I am as my time. I mean, I was training for this for long. But if I start getting more serious in the running, I have foot issues. That's why I wasn't serious in the running. And let's say do five half marathons a year or whatever then okay you know what i'll take this one off and take pictures. maybe do the 5k and the half and then you could take pictures on the 5k you know you said that and mm-hmm. i think that's a good idea i think because there's a day in between mm-hmm. that's funny because i'm a worried At least about this year, there was a day in between there yeah. normally isn't oh hmm. okay so yeah, for, for those of us who are totally uninitiated how far is a 5k Three, like three, three and a half. Three point whatever miles. So you can just walk yeah. it and take pictures. It would be worth it to spend it. And just to I've walk walked it. it a couple times. So, yeah, it's not that bad. And this year, let's mention, don't forget to mention that this year is the first night 5K they've ever done. Hey, you know, the, this year was the first night 5K they'd ever done. Hey, thanks for mentioning that. Oh, sure. No problem. So, so anyway, the park I thought that was early cool. that night? That's why the park yes, closed exactly. early on Friday night, yeah. One thing too as i actually share a little bit about my, my family my son my son goes to a private school that has an open house on the sunday of the marathon so as i was done with the marathon i left came back to the town i live in which is 15 minutes away went to his open house and then came back for our dismeet the traffic coming back was out of control and leaving i'd never seen it that bad so if you have People that you're going to – I'm assuming it's just like this for the other race because they close the streets. And I read something in the OC, the Orange County Register, about people in Anaheim who lived right down the street. It took them, you know, an hour. Um, If you have – okay, well, we're going to stay like – like um, I know when you'll stay in Buena Park. If you get there early because then what happens is at 10 o'clock when I came back, there were all these runners leaving – and all these families and people coming in, and I, it was crazy. It, it was almost like a scene in uh, one of those you know movies where there's like Armageddon and the big uh, the, the big asteroid's gonna come down, and you see all both roads going full of cars. It literally looked like that. So I'm just saying, if you're going to um, if you're you're 
you're not going to stay near near the property. Get there earlier because it's crazy. It was crazy getting back in. It was crazy. And then just plan in. to relax for a while before you leave. Yeah, because there were there was a. It was just as crazy going in as it was going out. I'd, I'd never seen exiting like that. So I kind of oh. felt bad for all these runners that were maybe local and said, okay, now, or some of them I'm sure, okay, I got to make the drive back to Northern California or Arizona or whatever. And it was just, it was gridlock. But I don't, I mean, that's just what's going to happen when you have 12,000 people doing one thing at one time and leaving at the same time. So I agree with you, Nancy. They sh- don't plan on, okay, we'll get right back in the car and leave. Unless you're the winner, and you can no, because you still got to stay for the award ceremony, so you can't yeah. run straight into your car. But yeah, yeah, the run Disney, I get it, and they'll probably charge. It's expensive, but you, like you said, you, you, like I said before, you get to run in Disneyland, which is pretty awesome. Now I do have to say this little funny thing. Um, I don't know if it's funny, but I find it funny. My, I almost thought my uh, I was going to actually explode and go into a fourth dimension, if that's possible. Because as I was running in Disneyland, happened to be on my playlist of my iPhone as I was listening. I apologize for listeners who don't enjoy this music, but I've been known to listen to a little bit of gangster rap once in a while when I'm running. So as I'm running in the happiest place on earth, right near the castle, I'm hearing some gangster rap, and I thought, this is just wrong. I think I think all of a sudden I'm just going to like poof disappear because there's the <laughs> castle and I'm hearing probably words I shouldn't have been hearing and it just I just find it very ironic that that music was on my phone as I'm as I'm running around the castle. I yeah I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So so maybe it's worth it just for that. You can have a, your iPod on and listen to music. I mean I guess you could do that at Disneyland, but that'd be kind of lame. <laughs> Oh, they do play music. So actually, when I was in Disneyland, I had one ear out so I could hear whatever music they were playing because they didn't want to keep in, ear out, ear in, ear out, and ear in. So, yeah. <laughs> and everybody dresses up, if you haven't noticed. I know this is the longest segment ever. Um, everybody dresses up. I, as embarrassed as I was to do this thing, I felt almost sheepish that, wow. You were underdressed. I, yeah, that I was underdressed. I'm talking guy. I mean, every woman literally had the, the wings. And the tutus. And, and many of the, of the guys. And many of the guys, yeah. I was not alone at all. And many of the guys dressed up as Peter Pan. I ran behind a bell, like in a full bell costume. I, I forget that Disney, that's what happens. Everybody dressed The winner was dressed up as Tinkerbell fully. That yep. tells you. Yeah. It's, it's run Disney. It's cool. I'll do it again. All and thanks right. for everybody for giving. Excellent. Thank you for that, Tony. Now let's head over to Nancy, who's going to tell us about finding romance at the Disneyland Resort for Valentine's Day. Well, obviously we have hit the month of love at the Disneyland Resort, this being February and (laughs) Valentine's Day. And, yeah, no matter what your personal feeling on Valentine's Day, almost everybody can agree that there are an awfully lot of good places. It's an evil conspiracy. What? That there is an awful lot of that there is an awful lot of good places to spend time with your loved ones at Disneyland and California Adventure and, and the hotels. So whoa, hotels now. Whoa, hey. Well, I'm gonna let's whoa. I just woke hey up. Now. Hey now. I tried 
making it my goal to find a romantic spot in every single land of Disneyland this trip. So let's go ahead and uh, start with um, start with well, what would quite possibly you guys take a guess? What would possibly be the most popular romantic spot in all of the Disneyland Resort? Hungry Bear Restaurant. Kidding? Yeah, yeah, no, because there's Actually, downstairs. No. There's those two bathrooms. Oh, <laughs> jeez. I didn't really mean it that way. I was just thinking something was unromantic. But now that you mentioned it. Hey, now, the, a bathroom review in Disneyland would probably be a great another segment for another show. But Okay, there's Nancy plugging the segment I, I wanted to always do, and you, like, like it's not already your idea. But, yes. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Now, Wayne, I, I, it is, wait, see, it would be a great segment if you brought in the romance of the bathrooms. Okay, well, romantic spots. Well, actually, the hungry bear's on my hey. list for something else later. And also, what did you expect us to say? The most romantic with me and oh, Tom, especially being smart, smart Alex. Yeah. Like, you yeah, guys don't you... have a romantic bone in your body. I know Wayne. I, I got a romantic bone in my body. <laughs> I'm just sitting here patiently waiting my turn because I have the answer. Court of, how about Court of Angels? Where is that? In Nancy, you know about my romance. No, in New Orleans Square, that stair yeah. stairway that goes up. The oh. little stairway that's tucked behind um, between the pirate shop and what used to be the little Christmas ornament shop and the Tiana shop. I didn't We're, know that was the name. Yeah. Wayne, what was your guess? The Snow White Wishing Well. Ding, 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 ding. See you, Wayne. Thank you. You're welcome. of all of you. That's Wayne at WDWinfo.com, and no, I don't have a date for the day. <laughs> and and he if you're interested in going to the Hungry Bear bathrooms? <laughs> wow. I'm just joking, kind of. Okay. okay. Wayne is definitely right. Being off to the front side of the, uh, the castle, the Snow White Grotto is considered one of the the most romantic locations in all of Disneyland and is the site for probably the most wedding pro- marriage proposals ever. So I know this is your segment, but can I tell my story? Sure. So ever since about 2003, every trip to Disneyland has included a stop at the Snow White Wishing Well to make my one wish. Now, nobody gets to know what my one wish is. That's between me and the wishing well. But I make the same wish every visit, and I'm fairly serious about it, too. And I pick just the right moment. Quite frequently, it's at night. And I stand halfway between the well and the fountain. I wait for the song to play. I wait for Snow White to sing her verse and the wishing well to answer And at the conclusion, I drop in my coin. One night, kind of late, I realized I hadn't been by the wishing well yet, so I headed there. It's just past dusk, so there's a little bit of light in the air, but it's mostly dark. And I'm going across that little bridge, and I notice... There's people by the well, and that's another requirement is I always got to be there alone. 
So mm-hmm. I'm waiting patiently my turn. And then I notice it's a guy and a girl there, probably early 20s. Oh. And she's looking at the fountain. She's looking at all the seven dwarf statues. He's standing behind her. Next thing, he's reaching into his back pocket. I almost gasp. She turns around. He opens a lighted ring box. It glowed. It was the best moment I've ever seen in Disneyland. Sniff. Oh, Wayne. Isn't that great? It is. It's an awesome story. It's an awesome story. So obviously that's... That's one of our best spots as far went as the hungry bear bats. <laughs> you had to ruin that, didn't you? Oh, I. You know that song "Leave a Tender Moment Alone" by Billy Joel. That's me, yeah. man. I cannot do it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Wayne. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh goodness. Well, one side of the castle can't be forgotten without the other side of the castle, and. It, which will eventually, from what they say, be part of Fantasyland as well. And the Carnation Gardens is another really nice spot. There's a really nice little cluster of trees, a couple of wooden bridges, a little little uh, trickle of a stream going by. That's also another really nice place, especially around dusk. You'll find that Disneyland, we've, we found, is very, very romantic at dusk because, you know, all the lights are coming up on the buildings, and, and it just has that sort of twinkly magical feel to it. Now, as far as daytime ones go, we've said the Court of Angels in New Orleans Square, and there are a little set of gardens kind of in between the French Market and the Haunted Mansion that are right in front of the um, right in front of the railroads, the railroad station there. By the fountain. That's, yeah, by the fountain. Okay. Does, does that area have an actual name? If any of you, if any of our listeners know, you know, please email us and tell us, because I actually have no clue if that area has a name. So anyway, but those are those will be our New Orleans Square, um, Main Street. I had to sit and think about Main Street for a while, because Main Street's kind of hustly-bustly. But then I realized that the little porch of the Palm Parlor, Uh with its rocking chairs, would be a perfect place to just go up and sit and spend time and hold some hands and just watch the day go by. Frontierland actually is home to a number of great places. First off... You've got the ultimate in romance, a trip around a trip around the rivers of America on the Mark Twain. Hmm. Now, where would where do you guys feel? You know, everybody feels that that's a nice, quiet, lazy time to hang out with your loved ones. But where on the ship would you guys think would be the best? You don't go there with me. What? You're not going to find some like bench or something where you can lay down. I'm sorry, don't ask. I'm going to just stop answering any of the questions. Okay. Okay. No, I would think the front, like the whole like Titanic thing with the... I'm on top Sitting of the up wall. on the little chairs in the very front. Yes, yes. I legitimately, yes. My other spot that I thought of was um, on the very top deck, um, on the very top deck overlooking the paddle wheel. 
That's what I was thinking too. And then if you want just a quiet place where it can just be you and one other person, there's actually a little parlor on one of the upper decks. I think it's on the center deck um, that has two little benches inside. And you're not really looking outside the river, but nobody ever goes in there. You're gazing into each other's eyes. That's right. It's just a nice place. And the little toddler that runs by you as you're trying to have your nice moment. (laughs) But, you know, it's all about that. Critter Country. Here's where the here's where the here's where the hungry bear comes in. <laughs> yes, and next. Well, no, I mean that patio up there overlooking the river. Uh, yeah, crazy. And yes, actually, in the corner. The yes. the patio that the portion of the patio I like is the one that's often closed off during most daytime, with a little rope across it. But it, during the busier times. Rope. Yeah, it, when you go up, as you get your food, you come around the top, of the, you know, the top level, past the stairs, there's a little section that juts out. It, it goes alongside the building and then kind of juts out. And if you go around the corner of that, you're actually facing head on to the riverboat because the, the river bends to go around the restaurant at that point. And this, the paddle wheeler looks like it's coming straight at you. It's one of my favorite places to take pictures of the paddle wheeler, too, of the Mark Twain. Now, Fantasyland, we talked about Snow White's Grotto. You know, I actually had a harder time with Fantasyland than I expected. The only other thing I can think of is classic riding Snow White. I mean... The only thing I yes. freaked one is... <laughs> The only thing I can think of is riding the classic Dumbo. Who doesn't feel happy and fun and light when they're riding on the back of those little elephants flying along? What about the storybook land boats? And the storybook land boats, especially at night. I'm sorry. Yeah. I say, we're all disagreeing. I see the carousel. Oh, good the idea. The bench. Come on. I'm sorry. That's what I think. Oh, my other Frontierland one that I forgot is Big Thunder Ranch. Not only having the best potties, but... Ah, uh, see, it all comes back to, to the, the potty. <laughs> but that area is so nice and quiet. And you can sit in the log cabin, or you can just sit outside the log cabin and watch the goats and hold hands. <laughs> okay, whatever. Whatever. I get in trouble for the bathrooms, and you're talking about watching goats. My stuff's not illegal. Yeah, I went there. Oh, God. I'm ruining your segment. I'm sorry. You're ruining our clean rating is what you're doing. Yes, I am. I figure raising the money for Give Kids the World gives me carte blanche to ruin the clean rating. We've talked about Fantasyland, we've talked about Frontierland, we've talked about Main Street, we've talked about New Orleans Square, Critter Country, Adventureland, Crowd Adventureland. My favorite place is actually, once again at dusk, before Tarzan's Treehouse closes, going up in Tarzan's Treehouse and just walking to the side where you can overlook the rivers of America... It's really pretty peaceful, and at nighttime, a lot of people don't go up there. 
So it's a really nice place to walk and just enjoy the kind of background music of Adventureland and sit and talk. Or not. Either way. Now, I'm not saying go up and suck some face up there, but it's a nice place. So that leaves us with what? Toontown and Tomorrowland, right? Did I get them all? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that leaves us with Toontown and Tomorrowland. Try as I might, it's really hard to find a romantic place in Toontown. It's too small. There's there's almost too much streetway. The only thing there's I... There's a couple th- fountains, though, like the that one, as you come in to the... To your left, there before the before the um, slushy yeah. stand, isn't there a little alcove with the fountain or st- sitting area? There is. A, there's a couple little fountainy areas. Um, there's the one that's over to the left that has uh, the musical instruments. Oh yeah, no, that's loud. <laughs> and that one's loud and in the way. But you know what? Now that I think about it. A really nice romantic spot is back in Minnie's Garden. Minnie's Garden is kind of a nice little, a nice little quiet out of the way place. The only people who come through it are the people who are coming out of Minnie's house and that kind of, you know, people peter in and out. So that's not too bad. And then maybe around the back side of uh, Donald's leaky boat. It's the only thing I can think of there. Mm-hmm. Now, the one that presented the biggest challenge was Tomorrowland. Because, frankly, Tomorrowland is a big old hot mess of, of mankind. And there just doesn't seem to be very many private places at all or quiet places at all. But I did come up with two with the help of one of our friends who's a cast member in Tomorrowland. The first one was suggested... Because Interventions closes at at dusk, or closes at dark, um, is to go through Interventions and come out and just kind of hang out on the balcony Mm -hmm. of the top level. It's quiet. Most people just kind of go out there and go straight down the, the ramp. They don't really spend any time up there. But it's actually a really great view, and especially when the lights are starting to turn on before they kick you out of there. There's one other one nearby. It's not part of Tomorrowland per se. It's in between. It's on the walkway between Tomorrowland and Fantasyland, well, really small world, on the other side of the Matterhorn. There's like a little observation area where you can see the submarines. How did I forget about that little platform? It used to be the platform to board the Phantom Boats. Okay. Down in the thing, and for a long time it was a smoking section, and now it is no longer a smoking section. But yeah, that's a great place. Oh, I'm thinking farther over than you're thinking, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, you're over by the old motorboat um, ride that isn't there anymore. Uh, Come back towards the monorail. Yeah, even even beyond that, there's like a little inset that overlooks the lagoon where the submarines are. Okay. 
So that's before the, before you actually get to the smoking section under the under the market. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's a nice one. I didn't even think that that actually does kind of qualify as Tomorrowland. And the only other place I could come up with is why not take a drive? Taking a drive has been considered to be one of the most romantic things since the dawn of the automobile. And actually, when you get into the back 40 of the Autopia, when you start entering the park area, it's actually kind of nice back there. It's fairly quiet because the cars really kind of spread out in that section. And you can go as slow as you want and enjoy the sights. So that's my romantic spots in Disneyland. California Venture has a handful of them, not as prevalent. And especially now that all the construction is still taking place, there may be a few developing. My favorites are anywhere around Grizzly River Rapids, especially that yes. little back pathway. Yes, that I goes was around and the little stairway down to watch the the waterfall. Even though I consider that to be the stairway of doom, it's actually a really, really nice place. And the music in that area is very nice. Paradise Park would be another one. There's a lot of really nice benches there that face the lagoon and, and just all the activity. But since that isn't a very high-traffic area, it's a pretty nice pay- place. Some people might also say, if you're eating at Ariel's Grotto, ask for the outdoor seating on the the lower level pier, where it goes, kind of juts out into the water. That's another possibility. I tried thinking of one in the Hollywood backlot area. That one's kind of hard. Hmm. Watch the Aladdin show. You could top balcony. If you're willing to walk up all those stairs, that's <laughs> neat. <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely a fun spot because you can actually see. Or how about, how about like the Beast Library? Oh yeah, that's that's not bad. Uh, it, I guess if you're watching the fireplace and watching the transition, that's not too bad. Oh, duh! Speaking of the animation building, that. Big whole open lobby area of the animation building. Yep. Because you've got all the beautiful songs and music celebrating classic Disney films with the great images. You've got those nice little banquettes to sit in. I would say that's a good one. Paradise Pier. The swinging cars on the Mickey's Wheel of Death. I would say the stationary cars on the fun wheel would probably be a little bit better. (laughs) But actually the new garden grill area, with um, especially right around the bandstand under the trees, that would be nice, you know, especially with the wide variety of of groups and artists that they have playing there, you know, with the live music. There would be a great one if they didn't clear the park after the last World of Color show, and that's right at the foot of the Fountain Plaza, right against the lagoon, in front of Mickey's Wheel. That would be good. But I think they run most of the World of Color shows right up until park close. Yeah. There's also, below the Silly Symphony Swings... You can go out around by the lagoon, and there's benches out there. You know what I'm talking about? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's nice and sheltered. Not yeah. a lot of people go yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Well, sounds like we've covered every place in the park that I can think of, and I'm sure people have other favorites that they refuse to share with us because then everyone will know. But let's move on to the hotels. Favorite spots, the Disneyland Hotel at night and the Grand Californian. You've got the Napa Rose Restaurant, a prime romantic spot, as well as Steakhouse 55 for dining. Paradise Pier, they took <laughs> the best romantic spot at Paradise Pier, and that was Yamashiro's. That place was a really great little restaurant. And if they ever open up a new restaurant in there, that I'm sure that they will probably do something nice and romantic in that one, too. Grand Californian, what can beat sitting in front of that giant roaring fireplace? All mm-hmm. snuggled up on one of the bank, the banquettes in the Ingle Nook. They call that the Ingle Nook. And then its counterpart at the Disneyland Hotel, that wonderful new outdoor fireplace right there by Trader Sam's. Those are some great spots. And, of course, who can forget the most romantic place to get married at the Disneyland Resort, the Rose Garden and Gazebo. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty quick wrap-up. Oh, Downtown Disney. We forgot the Downtown Disney area. You've got restaurants, you've got Catal, you've got some cool fountains to hang out in, eat Ralph Brennan's, uh, help me out guys. Anything else in Downtown Disney? Just walking around listening to I would That's a hard one. Yeah. I think upstairs in Catal. Yeah. Yeah. Especially out on the balcony. Yeah. Upstairs in Catal, out on the balcony is probably the award winner. Some people would consider upstairs out on the balcony in Rainforest, but I think that's just too noisy. And then, of course, there's Mr. Romantic there with the ESPN zone, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) You're the most ESPN zone guy of all of us, aren't you? I don't think so. Really? Thanks for knowing who I am. Jeez. I know, I know. Come on, man. You don't talk about football. Just so don't talk. Yeah, because I know not to talk about it with you guys. So I go, yeah, the Chargers offensive line really is weak this year. They need to get a better defensive end to pass, to rush the pass. And, and the three of us here, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on. No, I'm not. And for those of you that are listening that you know what I'm talking about, I know that a defensive end and an offensive line are two different things. I was just... I was just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed that Nancy put you in that. I, I completely spaced the fact that Tony has season charter tickets. I am so sorry. And they're called charger season tickets, by the way, not season charger tickets. And actually, my son and I are going to uh, some hockey games, too. Oh, by the way, and speaking of places like Catal, several of the restaurants have special Valentine's Day menus. Now, the Napa Rose has not released their menu yet. But it is probably sold out at this point. Now, Catal has an excellent menu, which they have up on their website. And it is a three-course meal for $55. And there are some absolutely yummy things, including one dessert set that everything in it is chocolate. So it might be worth taking a look at that if you want a special um, a special meal for your sweetie. 
And if you guys have any other ones that you like, please feel free to share them with, share them with us on the boards. And also, I'd like to throw this out there. I plan on doing a special blog for Valentine's Day. So all you Disneyland lovers out there, send me your favorite picture of romance or what you think is the most romantic thing or you and your sweetie in romance, you know, having... Be, well, nice be careful moment. with those. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, everybody loves to pose in front of the castle and they consider it a nice, you know, or, or something like that. You know, just something you feel is a nice romantic and G-rated oh, photo of you and your family and love and Disney and we're going to pick 10 of those photos and put them up and feature you in the blog. Ooh. So send them to nancy at wdwinfo.com or, you know, find me if you're a friend on Facebook. You can find me that way, too. And we'll uh, we'll take what we can get. Maybe we should give away a T-shirt. That does sound like a great idea. So if, you want, if your photo is one of the ones to be picked, we'll send you a T-shirt. Wow. We're generous. I did, I did unplug T-shirt. I think it sounds like fun. I think, it, it, you know, it's a great way for everybody to show what they feel is the most romantic thing about February. All and right. Nature's art. Excellent. Thank you, Nancy. Wayne, thank you. Tony, you rock. Thank you. You do rock, Tony. Oh, thank you. And Does that, he, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Does he roll too? No, she just rocks. No, just rocks. I think <laughs> that. That is going to do it for this edition of the Disney Plug. Thanks for listening.